illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here we'll tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half in the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgate. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgate headquarters, I'm your host and the big bald guy behind the grill, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me, as always, from Twin Pines Vineyards and Airbnb, the director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, The Beach. Beach, how are you doing this fine day? You, you know, Billy, I'm doing pretty good. I, I, I have to tell you a quick story. So um, I work with a gentleman named Ryan. And uh, so we're chatting something last week. And and I, I mentioned something about having to record a podcast. And he's like, you have a podcast? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, how long have you been doing that? I said, I don't know, like nine or ten years. And he's like, he's like, you know, you're just like an onion. You just you just keep peeling off layers, and there's just more there. <laughs> I have a I have a very unique life, Billy. You do, you do. So, yeah. so and anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. So I went out and cleaned my gutters was, today. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I uh, uh, I was I was telling a, a gal I work with. I I told her today. I said something oh I, I i told about my golf course and that i'm getting close to having the lighting done and then i can start working on the next project i said you know i, I kind of was planning on doing the backyard landscaping but i'm, I'm not sure if i'm going to do it next you know because i got a debate on the doing the roller coaster and she looks at me and she's like oh okay yeah, she understands <laughs> yeah she does she gets me he wants a roller coaster so. he'll probably get one yeah, yeah, but yeah, and, and see, and I was telling her, she's like, "Well, I thought your backyard was already landscaped." I'm like, "Well, it's got grass, but there's no back, you know, the there's nothing planted in the in the far uh, flower beds." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, you know, because there's going to be uplighting, it's going to look all pretty, but I don't know how I'm going to walk out of there to get to the entrance of the roller coaster, right?" There you go. 
you don't know which way the walkway is going to be because I don't have the roller coaster built yet. Exactly. So anyway, we'll figure it out. So I got to get that. I got to get, I really need to have a master plan. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see how that turns out. I think what we need to do is buy a chunk of land and build an Alpine coaster. I know. I, I, I'm almost tempted to like go up to my neighbors above me and ask them if they'd be willing to like work with me on something like that. Yeah. You know, have it go right by the donkeys. I, f- I feed the donkeys regularly, you know. So, <laughs> Well, the purpose of illegal participation is for us to talk beaver sports, tailgating, and anything else we find interesting every week. I want to remind everyone you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Spitch, uh, <laughs> Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, any other podcatcher you have. If you want to get in touch with us, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com, at HeinrichTailgator on Twitter, and HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. Well, Beach, again, there is not much in Beaver Sports News. But it's coming. It's coming. But we did get some men's basketball news. Ooh, what's that? Well, Beach, this week the Pac-12 con- uh, the Pac-12 conference released the weekly matchups and site designations for the league's 2021 conference season last Thursday. Now, the conference received approval to move to a 20-game format in May 2019. Meaning they're how many, how many games do they usually play? Billy? They used to play 18. So now they're going to 20. Okay. And we're, and we're playing spring ball, not fall ball. Or no, we always do play spring ball or no, it's usually winter, isn't it? Yeah. When's basketball start? It starts in, it's, well, it starts in, in November, beginning of December. Okay. Now, and they announced original dates for the additional two games in December, 2019. Now, however, due to the NCAA shift in the season start date to November 25th, programs were allowed to reach mutually agreeable dates for the previously scheduled league games. So, because they've been moving things around because of the Rona, they were able mm-hmm. they were able to move some games around. So, the Bees will open Pac-12 play with a December 2nd trip to Washington State. Before hosting USC on de- December 20th, at Gill Coliseum. Okay. Now, other Pac-12 home games include matchups with Cal and Stanford, Arizona, Arizona State, Washington, Washington State, Colorado and Utah, and Oregon. Now, UCLA will not visit Corvallis this year, and the Beavs will not play at Washington. How come? Because they don't, they're only playing 20 games, not 22. Okay. So if you were to play everyone twice, you'd have to play 22 games. Okay. So they're playing 20. So, and it, I mean, are there any rules, though? I mean, with all the restrictions that's been going on in California, do they have any issues like playing USC? Right now, no. They fact, still can't. They're still in a lockdown? Well, they, okay. but it's, there's probably not going to be any fans. If there is fans, it'll only be families. Okay. You know? Um, yeah. But And Oregon State's non-conference schedule still hasn't been released. It still hasn't been finalized yet. So we still don't we okay. still know what's going to happen there, but we do know, and it's funny because if you look at the schedule for the other games other than the second and the twentieth, all the other games, it just says mm-hmm. this weekend. So it gives like a spread of like three or four days. This weekend wow. the Beavs will play these two teams. They don't know what what day and they don't know what time because that hasn't been figured out for TV yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Uh, but um, well, and, it just and there's a lot more. The, the, the and is it going to be similar? Is it going to be similar to the football where they're going to have a lot more broadcasts on all the games that normally they might not? Well, all the all the basketball games are on TV anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, they normally are. So 
Okay. And this, they just have to wait for these things to get picked up. And the, and the TV hasn't picked up anything yet. So, okay. So that's it for basketball. We did get a little football news this week. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little chub just thinking about it, Billy. What's going on? Tristan Jebbia, Jaden Grant, Isaac Hodgins, and Andres Hughes-Murray were named team captains of the 2020 Oregon State football team, head coach Jonathan Smith announced last Wednesday. Now, Jebbia is a redshirt junior quarterback from Calabasas, California. Grant is a redshirt junior defensive back from West Lynn, Oregon. Hodgins is a junior defensive lineman from Oakley, California. And Hughes-Murray is a redshirt senior linebacker from Federal Way, Washington. Now, this is the second straight year Hughes-Murray was named a captain. Um, and, and do they get, uh, voted on by the players? Yes. Is that how they pick them? Correct. Okay. So that's getting ready to go. And this week, Beach, we will have a beaver game. I know. I'm kind of excited Dude, to talk I'm about it. walking out this week. I know. <laughs> oh, Billy. Hold on. Hold on here. Took an old teletype machine. Yeah. Hold on. Billy. Yes, Billy. This just in. Eugene, Oregon. The University of Oregon Department of Athletics is launching the Emerge program. Okay. A comprehensive education program designed to provide student athletes with the knowledge and tools that will assist them in optimizing opportunities related to the upcoming name image and likeness otherwise referred to as the nil legislation the emerge program will deliver educational programming and content through a collaboration that features business leaders and foremost branding experts from entities including nike shocking there facebook and twitter inflcr i guess also referred to as influencer okay uh, cole Hahn the Warsaw Sports Marketing Center, and the U of O School of Journalism and Communication. The fees for the new program have not been decided, but the university is working with Willie Lyles to create a comprehensive price structure that is clear and transparent and treats all athletes equally. I'm sure Mr. Lyles will be all about that, completely transparent. And this has been your update from Eugene. There you go. So... I, you know, I try to do some some uh, checking on this, uh-huh. and they they capitalize emerge like it's an acronym, but they don't say what the acronym is for, and it doesn't say what they're charging for this. Almost though that it's almost going to be like a a major, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know. It just you, the whole thing seems to me. Like, if you can't beat them, join them, you know, mm-hmm. since they won't be able to market the, the likenesses of of their players and stuff. Like, they're, I don't know. It just, something seems not right about this. Do you, do you... Well, part of that goes back to they were, control their image, I guess. Yeah. Or yeah. profit off their image. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, t- I know a lot of people feel one way about this. I, I just feel this is going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. And they haven't laid down any... There's a lot of uh, uh, 
places for abuse in this. Absolutely. And so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Even on the part of the universities. Oh, yeah. And especially on the part of the universities. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I guess I look at it, and the universities have have done limited uh, branding for their their players. You know, I I was thinking about this uh, when – called Dang. Who was the um, great quarterback for Oregon here 20 years ago? Joey Harrington? Joey Harrington. You know, I felt like the university really created a persona around him. Oh, yeah. They, they, they branded him early on. Did you know that Oregon has more Twitter followers than any other university? And they're in the top 10 in terms of social media followings? Just overall? Yeah. I mean, that seems... Like, a little shocking to me just because I would just think that there's universities out there that are bigger with a larger fan base. I mean, you'd think like Notre Dame, right? Mm-hmm. Or, um, I don't know, just like, or the Ohio State University or something like that. You just don't think that Oregon would have that big of a national following. I mean, definitely regional. How many, but, that, is that, that's overall? I think it said overall, yeah. I'm looking. And they're in the top 10 on other, they're in the top 10, but I want to say it was one, I think, I think they said they were number one in Twitter followers. For football, for, maybe for football? Uh, for college, I think just college, college Twitter feeds. They're like the Lady Gaga of uh, of college, I guess. I don't know. But I don't know. Uh, it just seems to me like there's an opportunity for the university to partner with their student athletes to okay. work with them on profiteering. What do you think? Looks like, looks like I don't know when this is, was, 2020. You know, it's all- so... This doesn't have them in the top ten. And is that for Twitter? Yeah. I don't know where they're at. Number one, it has Harvard at okay. 1.1 million. Two is MIT. Well, didn't Harvard create uh, Facebook? I think that's kind of where it started. Yeah. Then there's Stanford, Yale, Princeton, Columbia, The Ohio State, LSU, Cornell, Arizona State at 13. Wow. That's yeah, a party school. Gotta know where the parties are at. Um, I'm looking for University of Oregon. University of Washington was 34. I didn't see University of Oregon on here. Hmm. Yeah, that's probably fake news. Hell, Oregon State is 90. Um, I probably just missed it. Hmm. Anyways. But it, it just seems to me like the uh, university might want to partner with their students. You know, it's almost like. Um, uh, what did uh, the Fox say? N- no. <laughs> um, uh, USC, he got busted for uh, giving his, his uh, agent, right? Oh, Reggie Bush? Yeah, it seems to me like there is an opportunity for the university to work as an agent for their players. Really? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of – when I read this article, that was kind of what the first thing that, that came to my mind is, oh – so maybe you guys want to help your students market themselves mm-hmm. and become their agents and then sign long-term contracts with these, uh, these companies, the, 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 the uh, Nike and Under Armour and that kind of stuff. Warsaw, well, the Warsaw Sports Marketing Center mm-hmm. is a University of Oregon. Correct. That's, yeah. Correct. And it, it just seems to me like they're going to try to, yeah, I don't know. That's what I read into the article anywhere, what what I read into the release. Yeah. They didn't really get much more details other than that. So, mm-hmm. 
Yep. Sarah, yep. And there's well, and like they always say, follow the money. Yep. All righty, Beach. The older I get, the more I realize that's true. Yep. All right, Beach. Are you ready to go under further review for week number nine in the NCAA? After further review, the runner did cross the line. The Touchdown. Yeah, let's do this. All right, Beach. Heading into last week, you were at 25 out of 39. Kyle was at 26 out of 39. I hate you, Kyle. And I was at 30 out of 39. All right, Beach. We picked six games. Mm-hmm. Up first was Oklahoma at Texas Tech. Who did you pick? Oklahoma at Texas Tech. You know, I swear to God, I wrote these down somewhere, and I can't even find my stupid notes. So, um, I probably t- took uh, – did I take Texas Tech? No, you didn't. You took Oklahoma. Okay. I don't know. I was – you know, I was – I was, it was, what was it wasn't last weekend, like 420 or something like that? Sure, Beach. It was October, but sure. Okay, so I took I took Oklahoma. You and I took Oklahoma. Kyle took Texas Tech. Number twenty-four, Oklahoma bested Texas Tech sixty-two to twenty-eight on Saturday. The Sooners led forty-eight to fourteen at halftime, thanks in part to seventeen points scored off of three Texas Tech turnovers. The Red Raiders did bust a few big plays on the Sooners starters. But the the authoritative victory in the turnover battle was a welcome sight for an Oklahoma defense that has struggled this season. So, you and I got the point there. Kyle did not. Our second game last week was Michigan State at number 18, Michigan. Ooh, I think I took Michigan. All three of us did. That was probably a good decision, wasn't it? Michigan State upset number 18 Michigan on Saturday, 27-24. That sucks. Now, the win wasn't the result of a fluke play or numerous Michigan turnovers. Michigan State put together a four-play, 71-yard touchdown drive on its second possession of the game to take a 7-0 lead, and it never trailed after that. Wow. Yeah. So none of us got the win there. Now, now what's the name of that Civil War? The Michigan-Michigan State game? Yeah. I don't know what they battle for. Mm. I'll look it up here. Hold on. I mean, there's really no uh, really no joy of saying you're from Michigan anyway, so it's not uh, really something you want to brag about. Oh, here we go. Um, they play for the Paul Bunyan Trophy, the governor of Michigan Trophy, a four-foot wooden statue of a lumberjack that was first presented in 1953 to commemorate Michigan State's beginning football competition as a member of the Big Ten Conference. Yeah. You know, everybody takes credit for Paul Bunyan, you know, because, I mean, isn't he like Paul Bunyan known for Minnesota too? I think so. Yeah. I think another one, they play for Paul Bunyan's axe, don't they? Well, that's the, that's the, yeah, I remember there's one with Paul Bunyan's axe. So everybody, everybody wants Paul Bunyan over there. Must not Paul be a lot Bunyan's of things to celebrate. Next game is Minnesota, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the winner of that game receives Paul Bunyan's axe, a tradition that started in 1948. After the first trophy, the slab of bacon disappeared after the 1943 game, when the Badgers were meant to turn it over to the Golden Gophers. <laughs> Did they eat it? I don't know. The slab of bacon. I'm going to look at this up now. i got to look at it more. Uh, oh, uh, this is how we get into the weeds Slab too of bacon. The rivalry's first trophy was the slab of bacon in use from 1930 to 1943. 
Created by what does it look like? Created by R. B. Fouch of Minneapolis. It is a piece of black walnut wood with a football at the center bearing a letter that becomes a M or W depending on which way the trophy is hung. The word bacon is carved at both ends, implying that the winner has brought home the bacon. The trophy's <laughs> tenure ended when Minnesota's 1943 victory in Minnesota led to the fans rushing the field. Wisconsin student Peg Watrous was to bring the trophy to a Minnesota representative after the game, but could not find her in the commotion and subsequently lost track of the bacon. Reportedly, the trophy was sent to Minnesota's locker room, but coach George Hauser refused it, suggesting such traditions be held off until after World War II. It was subsequently lost. A new trophy, Paul Bunyan's axe, was introduced in 1948. The trophy was lost for over 15 years. 50 years. In 1992, Wisconsin coach Barry Alvarez joked that, quote, we took home the bacon and we kept it. In 1994, Wisconsin intern Will Rolson found it in an old storage closet at Camp Randall Stadium. It had evidently been maintained for some time as game scores through 1970 were painted on the back. It is now displayed at the Camp Randall Stadium football offices. That's funny. That's funny as hell. Yep. Anyways, so there you go. There's off in the weeds about the slab of bacon. (laughs) That's a funny one. (laughs) Okay, all righty. So all all from from, – that's how we get way off track. So, okay. But Paul Bunyan – the Paul Bunyan statue for the Michigan-Michigan State game. Yep. All right, that's fun. So – Okay. So we all lost the point there. Yep. So up next was – Number 14, Wisconsin at Nebraska. Go Big Red. Um, Nebraska. Yep, and Kyle and I took Wisconsin. How'd that work out for me? It didn't. Oh. I know. I mean, it didn't work out for any of us because they didn't play the game. Oh. So, Beach, Wisconsin's college football season is in jeopardy just days after the Badgers made their 2020 debut. The program paused all football activities for at least seven days because of multiple positive COVID-19 tests. A total of six student-athletes and six staff members, including head coach Paul Christ, tested positive. Now, Wisconsin does not disclose test results for student-athletes, but CBS Sports reported Tuesday that starting quarterback Graham Mertz was among the Badgers who tested positive. Hey, Billy, remember my update from Eugene last week? Yeah. And those five University of Oregon players tested positive, you know. Now they're negative. Even though that's where, you know, that's where that bitch was clean. Yep. Yeah. Now they're all negative. All negative. It's amazing. Yeah. Five, five five false positives. Crazy. And, and I mean, at this point, I just – I don't know. I think the whole thing's just BS. <laughs> A little weird. Anyways, Beach, so, so that game got thrown out. We didn't count it. Poor Nebraska. Actually, Nebraska tried to set up uh, – a uh, game on the fly with another team, mm-hmm. but the uh, Big Ten wouldn't let them. Bastards. Okay, up next, Beach. LSU at Auburn. Ooh, LSU at Auburn. Did I take Auburn on that one? You did. Hmm. Ky- How'd that work out for him? Kyle and I took LSU. Well, Beach, the last time Auburn and LSU met as unranked teams was in 1999 when Auburn won 41-7 to in Baton Rouge. Well, Beach, the homestanding Tigers rolled 48-11 to in what was the most impressive performance of the year for Coach Gus Malzahn's Auburn squad. Quarterback Bo Nix hit Eli Stove on a nine-yard touchdown early in the second quarter to get the scoring started, and Christian Tut 
took a T.J. Finley fumble back 20 yards for a score later in the second quarter to put LSU down two touchdowns. Nix then hit a wide open Zavian Capers with uh, one minute to play in the first half to turn this one sideways. Simply put, Beach, LSU's offense couldn't get it going with Finley under center as the freshman started in place of the injured Miles Brennan for the second straight week. Finley tossed two picks, including one to Nehemiah Pritchett to set up the first score of the game and was benched in the second half in favor of Max Johnson. Mm. So you got the win there. Why? Look at that. I'm catching up. Yep. Next beach was Mississippi State at number two, Alabama. Alabama. All three of us did. Alabama shut out Mississippi State 41 to nothing and held the Bulldogs air raid attack to just 200 total yards. Now, while much of the attention from the number two Crimson Tide's dominant victory will focus on receiver Devonta Smith's four touchdown receptions, it was the most impressive defensive performance to date for Alabama. Now, Beach, this also marked the first time in Coach Mike Leach's tenure as a head coach that his team has ever failed to score. First time his team I has ever so. been shut out. Wow. Well, that happens to me all the time, Mike. So if you need anybody to call, you just call me. I know what it's like not to score. There you go. Yeah, I think he's been head coach since like 2007. Yeah, he's always had. He's always put a point on the board, yep, huh? Yep. First time he's ever been, ever been shut out. All right, Beach. How's, how's his season? He had that one surprising first good game. They beat LSU, it... and they haven't won since, I don't think. Wow. Yeah. All right, Beach. Up next, final game, number five, Ohio State at number eight, Penn State. The Ohio State? The Ohio State. Hmm. Did I take Penn State on this? Nope. All three of us took Ohio State. Okay. Ohio State passed what might be its biggest test of the regular season Saturday night, beating number 18 Penn State 38-25. to Now the Buckeyes asserted their dominance early and never looked back. The Buckeyes started the game with a three-play, 74-yard drive to take a 7-0 lead. Then, already sensing the urgency of the situation, Penn State coach James Franklin decided to go for it on fourth and two in his own territory on his team's first possession of the game. The, didn't, the Nittany Lions did not convert, and Ohio State responded immediately with another touchdown to go up 14 to nothing. Now, while the score would get a bit closer than that, it never felt like Penn State had a legitimate shot at winning the game from that point on. Mm. Yep. Uh, Ohio State really pretty much dominated them. The score, I mean, the score didn't look as bad, 38-25, but Ohio State dominated them. And Justin Fields, Ohio State's quarterback, looks pretty impressive. All right, Beach. So I picked up three out of four, or three out of five. You picked up four out of five. And Kyle, poor Kyle, he only got two out of five. So, Beach, at this point in the season, you came in. Uh, Kyle came in third with 28 out of 44. You had 29 out of 34, and I ended up with 33 out of 34. So there you go. But none of this crap counts. Well, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but yes, probably not. Because you guys are bastards. You know, this is called, uh, you know, this is called um, democracy and what some people would call majority Majority tyranny. tyranny, Exactly. (laughs) Oh, wait, it's better for us to screw you. Okay, we'll do that. (laughs) All right, Beach. Kyle and I. Kyle and I just agreed. We voted. We (laughs) voted. It was two to one. You lost. Sorry, bud. Um, Let's talk about the Pac-12 and the polls, Beej. So in the AP poll, Oregon. Did they move? God, they move up. Oregon moved up two spots to number 12 without playing. 
USC moved up a spot to number 20 without playing. And Utah, Washington, Arizona State, and Cal are all in the others receiving votes category. In the coaches poll, Oregon moved up a spot to 14. USC remained at number 20. And Utah, Arizona State, and Cal all came in the others receiving votes category. Now, Beach, I was looking at it, and I was uh, saw that in the AP poll, Liberty Football came in ranked 25th, and I had to look them up. I've never heard of a school called Liberty. Liberty. So they broke into, for the first time in, I'm looking at this thing here, for the first time in franchise history. It's actually school history, whoever wrote this article. They're not a franchise, they're a school. For the first time in school history, Liberty University's college football team has broken into the AP Top 25 poll. Um, the Flames received the final ranking spot. They ranked ahead of Northwestern University. Uh, they've tied for the best start in program history, 6-0, and just their second year since moving to the football bowl subdivision. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's only their second year. Head coach Hugh Freeze. Now, Freeze has coached at some SEC schools. Um, let's see what else it says. They're one of two independent programs in this week's top 25, including Brigham Young, who's in at number nine. And this week, Liberty plays Virginia Tech. Now, Pete, you got to ask, where is Liberty? Where is Liberty, Billy? They're from Lynchburg, Virginia. I was I was wondering if they're in the Washington, D.C. area. Yep, Lynchburg, Virginia. They were FCS until 2017. First season was 1973. What, what makes a team change? Just better opportunity? Yeah, they want to move up to the bigger schools. Guess what their school colors are? Uh, red, white, and blue. There you go. So, dude, it's like I was, I was like, I channeled my, my, I, yeah, I was like on a different plane right there. Totally got that. Mm-hmm. How do they, then their, their mascot is called the Flames? They're the Flames. Their mascot is called Sparky. Ah, uh, the Flames of Liberty. Yep. There we go. I see what they did there. Yep. So, <clears throat> anyways, just interesting. Yeah, yeah. Need to see that uh, somebody actually moves up by winning games as opposed to just gets it by default like the Ducks. There you go. All right, Beach. It is now time for the Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. <laughs> jackass of the week word. Every week we like to discuss so, 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 so to be Senator Tommy Tuberville. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> the week award. Every week we discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship leadership or just being a fan this week beach it goes to iowa starting wide receiver imar smith marset now smith marset was arrested by iowa city police early sunday morning for operating a vehicle while under the influence and this has been suspended for the team's game saturday against michigan state now coach Kirk Ferentz said in a statement Sunday, quote, I was disappointed to learn that Emir Smith-Marset made a number of dangerous and potentially harmful decisions early this morning. First and foremost, I'm thankful no one was hurt. Now, Ferentz added that Smith-Marset's, quote, availability for future games will be determined as he goes through the University of Iowa student-athlete code of conduct process, which includes counseling and other department protocols. Now, Smith-Marset was seen driving a white 2017 Chevy Camaro 70 miles an hour in a 30-mile-per-hour zone at 1.27 a.m. Sunday morning. Now, when Smith-Marset was stopped by an officer at Riverside Drive 
and Myrtle near Iowa's campus, the report says he had bloodshot eyes, impaired speech, and smelled of alcohol. Smith Marset admitted that he'd been drinking and showed what the report calls, quote, measurable impairment in a field sobriety test. When administered a breath test, Smith Marset registered a 0.13% blood alcohol content level. He was arrested and booked at Iowa City Jail and has since been released. The jail confirmed an unknown person took responsibility for Smith Marset to allow his release. Now, under 20, under COVID-19 protocols, the jail released him to the person taking responsibility without his first, first initial hearing. Smith Marset is a senior receiver for Iowa who had 722 receiving yards and five TDs last season for the Hawkeyes, along with 108 yards rushing and three TDs. And Beach. I guess the the worst the it was just stupid, right? Mm-hmm. The guy's a senior, so he's got to be twenty one, maybe twenty two. Mm-hmm. You'd figure he'd freaking know better. And in this day and age, there's no everybody has Lyft or freaking Uber on their damn phone. Mm-hmm. There's no reason, and everyone's got a phone in their pocket. There's no reason to be freaking driving. It's just stupid. Mm-hmm. I have no I have no sympathy for anyone that gets popped for DUI like that. It's it's ridiculous. If <clears throat> it's as simple as the fact that you either go with the DD or you go with the intent that you don't drive, you you get there via a Uber and you go home via Uber and you call it good. Yeah, you, you, you know it, it's so easy anymore. Oh, That's what gets I me know. so damn easy. Oh, exactly, exactly. I mean, most phones come with Uber or Lyft, you know. It, it, it's easy. It's cheap. Um, and, uh, you know, my question is, 2017 Camaro, that's kind of an expensive car for a 20, 21, 22-year-old. Yeah, college kid. Yeah. Insurance has to cost you a pretty penny. Again, insurance got to cost me even more now. That's exactly what I was thinking. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I wonder how we got that. Makes you wonder. But anyways, yeah, make, yeah, makes makes you makes you go hmm. Yeah, when I when, when I was twenty one, twenty two, I had about a I had about a two thousand dollar vehicle is what I was driving. Yeah, I had my little. Well, see, by that point, I had I had that I had that S ten Blazer. Oh yeah, the the old blade, the old red one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emir Smith Marset for getting a DUI and being a complete dumbass. You get this week's. <laughs> Jackass of the week. All right, Beach, it is time for the musical interlude. What are you going to grace us with this week? Ooh. So um, this one was actually inspired me by a friend of mine at work today. I mentioned that we, I had to come up with a song, and I had a couple in the back of my mind. But she told me this one, and actually I had not ever heard of this one. You probably had, but I would never heard of this song before up until tonight. So I did a little research on it. This song was released in October of 2011 on the album called Clancy's Tavern. It was written by Brett and Brad Warren and by Brett and Jim Beavers. Yes, Beavers. I thought it was good. All four writers actually sing backing vocals in the song. Uh, The story goes they just wanted to write a song that would make us laugh and smile, according to them. Toby Keith, who sings the song, told CMT that it was the stupidest song that I've ever heard in my life, but it's also freaking awesome. The song fits the booze theme for this year in its first line. Now a red solo cup is the best receptacle 
for barbecues, tailgates, fairs, and festivals. And you, sir, do not have a pair of testicles if you prefer drinking from glass. So here is this week's song in its entirety, Red Solo Cup by Toby Keith. Solo Cup is the best receptacle for barbecues, tailgates, fairs, and festivals, and you, sir, do not have a pair of testicles if you prefer drinking from glass. Hey, Red Solo Cup is cheap and disposable. In 14 years, they are decomposable, and unlike my home, they are not foreclosable. Freddie Mac can kiss my ass. Woo! Red Solo Cup, I fill you up. Let's have a party. Let's have a party. I love you, Red Solo Cup. I lift you up. Proceed to party. Proceed to party. Now, I really love how you're easy to stack, but I really hate how you're easy to crack. Because when beer runs down in front of my back, well, that, my friends, is quite yucky. But I have to admit that the ladies get smitten, admiring how sharply my first name is written on you with a sharpie when I get to hitting on them to help me get lucky. Red Solo Cup, I fill you up. Let's have a party. Let's have a party. I love you, Red Solo Cup. I lift you up. Proceed to party, proceed to party. Now I've seen you in blue and I've seen you in yellow, but only you, Red, will do for this fella, because you are the abbot into my Costello, and you are the fruit to my loom. Red Solo Cup, you're more than just plastic. You're more than amazing. You're more than fantastic. And believe me that I'm not the least bit sarcastic when I look at you and say... Red Solo Cup, you're not just a cup. No, 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 no. God, no. You're my, you're friend? my friend. Friend, friend, yeah. friend, lifelong. Thank you for being my friend. Red Solo Cup, I fill you up. Let's have a party. Let's have a party. I love you, Red Solo.
pick, Beach. I didn't know where you were going at first, and then I heard the album title. I'm like, okay, I know where he's going. <laughs> I heard it. I know where so, he's going, yeah. Uh, in the uh, music You'd video. You'd never heard that song before? Th- in the music video that was shot for it, um, actually quite a few uh, – are you, are you there? I'm here. Okay, sorry. I felt like we were losing it. Uh, there are quite a few cameos in the uh, music video. Sammy Hagar makes a cameo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry Bird does. Um, uh, what was his name? Uh, Ferguson, who used to have the 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 uh, nighttime talk show. Oh, the English uh, guy. Uh, Craig Ferguson. Yeah, he used to be on Drew Carey. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he he does. And there's there's quite a few other people on it. So anyway, kind of a stupid little video, a stupid little song, but kick in the butt. Yeah, it was good. You know, it's funny. Uh, you, people in this country get all pissed about cultural appropriation or whatever, because mm-hmm. which I, I try to tell people there, there's no such thing as cultural appropriation. Nobody owns their culture. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't own. You never. You didn't create it. You know, it's 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 something to process over time. It is what mm-hmm. it is. You don't own it. You know. I, I think it's funny because other countries will have um, American parties. And they'll, mm-hmm. and they'll all wear like baseball caps with, you know, teams on it and, mm-hmm. and drink out of red solo cups and eat cheeseburgers. And it's cause that's what they think of America. That's America. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Which is funny, you know? Anyways, I, I just, I, I think that's funny, but uh, anyways, good pick beach. Good pick. Thanks. We'll have to give Kyle a pick here soon too. Okay. So, yeah. Does he? Does he, he? What? I wonder if he's got a good drinking song. I don't know. Well, we'll 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 give him one. Not not next week. I've got one I want to do next week. <laughs> Wait. Not next week. I've already got my plan. But we'll throw you out two weeks well, because maybe, we'll throw. Uh, maybe we'll. He, we've got a few weeks yeah. left, so we can we can stick him. That's in. that's like that's elementary school. I, I'm not going to give you front cuts, but I'll give you. But back give you cuts. back cuts. Yeah. <laughs> you can't cut in front of me, but you can cut in front of all the people behind me. Exactly. <laughs> all right, Beach. So. Um, I asked last week what we we're going to do about the, were we going to continue going with our, our picks with the count we have or start over. You say, start over. Uh-huh. I say, keep going. Kyle, uh, sent an email and he said, anything not PAC 12 does not count. Screw COVID screw ACC SEC and screw Billy's record. <laughs> so <sighs> majority tyranny. I'll throw away that one. We'll start a new page here. <laughs> it was all wasted. It was just a distraction. Pretty like much. I said, it's like Quidditch. We're shooting the ball, and it's all about the golden snitch. Okay, so we'll start a new one here. I believe we have six games to play this week. Okay. All the games will be on number November 7th, and we've got six glorious Pac-12 games. All right, Beach. And up first is Arizona State at number twenty USC. You know, uh, I have to un- unzip my my pants here. I'm getting a little getting a little too excited sitting here. Got to got a little too messy. Let it breathe. Um, I'm, it's just I never thought this day would come. Um, okay, Sparky versus Trojan. Hmm. Hmm. I think I'm going to go with USC. Okay, be taking USC. Kyle says, first, Fox Sports 1. I just hope the Bees aren't relegated to Pac-12 Network all season long. Well, Kyle, you don't have to worry about that because there won't be any 
Pac-12 football games on the Pac-12 network this season. Go figure. Kyle continues, I think I only saw three games last year because of all the stuff on Pac-12. He doesn't have anything to worry about this year. So he says, ASU versus number 20 USC, week 10 and, and, and still ranked 0.00 record. Way to go, Trojans, USC. I, too, am taking USC. I just don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Clay Helton, head coach down there. I think he's kind of crummy. Mm-hmm. But I always think Herm Edwards at US at Arizona State's just kind of a weird situation. Mm-hmm. But he wins games. I don't think he has any business winning. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to take USC. I I just think playing at USC. I I yeah. think I think there's there's a little Trojans have the advantage. I think so too. Well, there's just a little bit of mystique there. Even there's no no uh, fans. There's just a, mm-hmm. a little bit of that intimidation factor. I wonder if they'll play the bells and stuff. The the hell's bells. I'm sure they probably will. Um, I know mm-hmm. the fan the places I've been playing. I've seen they still been playing stuff. There'll still be some fans there. Some well, I don't know about that game, but they will be able to bring in. Um, uh, family. So, do, do they do they pump in? Uh, have you seen where they pump in fan, fan noise? I haven't seen that, but I've seen you know I've seen places that have the band there, all distance mm-hmm. out, and they've had some some stuff going on inside. So I don't know. We'll wait and see. Yeah. All right, Beach. I mean, I I just, I just think fourth down play. You know, when you get the chainsaw out, you would just think that there's there's got to be more noise. Yep. You know. Yep. But okay. All right, next game. All right, Beach. Second up, Arizona at Utah. Ooh, I'm gonna I'm I'm staying with the homeboys. I'm going Utah. Okay. I too am taking Utah. Kyle says, like having a year supply of food storage, Utah will be prepared for the game. Utah. Okay. All right. Third game, UCLA at Colorado. Well, I don't think Bitch Tits has got it in him this year. And I think Colorado's an up-and-comer, so I'm taking Colorado. You're taking Colorado. Kyle says, a candidate, Ralphie Six, was identified in July and is being trained and evaluated. But the selection has not been made. No Ralphie, no win. UCLA. I, too, am taking I don't get. I, I don't get that. That's, that's the Buffalo. Oh. Ralphie's the Buffalo. Okay. So they're saying they don't have a Ralphie there to run. They're not going to win. I'm going to take UCLA also. I just think better better athletes there. Okay, up next, Beach. Colorado was pretty good last year, weren't they? Yeah, they were okay. Up next, Beach. Yeah, Beige. but you got – wow, yep. okay. Stanford at number 12, Oregon. I'm taking Stanford. Nice. Kyle says, are they getting shoes from Asia? Will the COVID effect on the supply chain keep the Ducks to only 137 uniform combinations? The horror. Ducks. Because this year is obviously going to get worse. <laughs> when he said the horror, did, 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 was that with a W or with an H? You make the call. Ah. I'm going to take Oregon because I think they'll win, but I'm hoping Stanford does. And I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention because I was distracted by the whore. Um, Kyle took Oregon? Yeah, because he said because this year is obviously going to get worse. Oh, okay. Two games left. First up, Washington at Cal. I'm taking Washington. Okay, you're just taking Washington. Kyle says, Coach Jimmy Lake's first game. Cal. I'm taking Cal. 
there's potential for Beach to either do really, really well yeah. this week or totally get clobbered. Yeah, I think I'd like Cal's defense. Okay, and the last game of the week, Beach, Washington State at Oregon State. And it's always the Beavs. You are taking the Beavs. I'm taking Oregon State. Kyle says, the new Wazoo coach was the Hawaii head coach last year, and they beat the Beavs. Wazoo won last year, 53-54. to Beavs win, go Beavs. So I, too, am taking the Beavs. All right, Beach, there's our picks for the week. So we need to talk about the barn gator we got going on on Saturday. What time are we going to start? Uh, I think we're going to start at 5. 5 o'clock? All right. Now, mm-hmm. um, I'm making Cougar Gold mac and cheese. I'm probably going to make that um, at your place. Okay. So it'll be nice and fresh. I'll have all the ingredients ready to go, but I'm going to make the boil the pasta and make the cheese sauce and assemble it all there and bake it off on the Traeger. Does that sound good? Sounds beautiful. And I'll have the the uh, pulled pork ready to be warmed up on the Traeger. Um, okay. And I was going to make some barbecue sauce too. I was going to make some kind of a little bit sweet and spicy and maybe something a little bit smoky too. Does that sound good? Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Okay. Um, and then I was going to bring... Say, I, could, I, could go, I could go down to stores and see if they got some of that Pinot Noir stuff that they got. If you want to bring some of that... Feel free. Okay, I'll see if they got some if I get get a chance. Perfect. Um, I was also going to say uh, I was going to do some veggies and some dips and some chips. Anything else you'd like me to bring? I think we need like one other item if we're not going to do the deep fried stuff. Yeah, I just I don't want to get the deep fryer all turned up. No, no, I, no, no. I, I yeah, I totally totally understand. I just I feel like we need something to balance out the menu. So we got we got a carb. And we got a protein. We will have veggie tray. Uh-huh. Should um, I feel like we need some kind of um, uh, like some kind of vegetable? Vegetable, you know. What do you mean? I don't know. I, don't know. I think like I, I was gonna say green beans, but green beans. I don't know if that goes well with. Uh, yeah. Well, whatever you want to <laughs> make, I'm ready for it. Ooh, that you know, it's not about beach making something. It's about Beach buying something. Whatever you want to buy, Beach. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, if people, That's how so now you're going to have beverages there, but if people want to bring some. Yes. Okay. Um, the other thing too, Beach, it is Gibby's birthday. Ooh. So we need to do something for always that. Forget, I always forget his birthday. Well, I was going to say his birthday is usually, you know, four, four or five games in, but yeah, it's not quite the same this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll have to do something for that. So just everyone out and remember. Um, so why don't you post something tomorrow about the about what time it's going to start? Okay. Okay. Um, and we still have room open. If people want to come, let us know. We've got mm-hmm. we've only got about ten or twelve right now. We figure we can get up to to maybe twenty and still be yeah. okay. So I, I just with the time, I think that's what's drawing people away. Absolutely. I think if it was more like a two or three o'clock game, it's doable. But you start looking for anybody that lives up in the Portland area and it's the same thing as a late night game at at Reeser Stadium. Uh You know, you always have lighter attendance because it's like, well, God dang, I go down there. Games at 730. We don't get done until 11. Then I have to get out of the traffic, which at least we won't have traffic, but still another hour drive home. So Uh you're not going to get home until 12 or one. Yeah. That's a long freaking day. Yeah, I agree. So I agree. Um, 
Okay. Well, we got to do something for uh, – uh, what have we thought about a dessert then since it's Gibby's birthday? I'll talk to Jess. We'll figure something out. She'll probably want to do a uh, Costco cake. Okay. Sounds, she, sounds she's, good. She's always about Costco cakes. Okay. That, that's a celebration to her. Okay. Costco cake's fine. Okay. Anything do, else? Do we have enough time? Do we have enough time for that? Do they, they make them pretty quick? Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Okay. Anything else? I got nothing other than I'm just freaking excited. So I haven't been watching any football because, for one thing, I work a whole hell of a lot. Mm -hmm. And I really don't have any interest outside of Pac-12 college football. Mm -hmm. And I am incredibly excited to actually watch a Pac-12 game. um, So because you you were talking about coming over early, Billy. Uh You know, if you want, you can come over early and then we can watch other Pac-12 games. Well, that's what I figured. Yeah. So if you want to. Make it earlier than what would you say two or three? If you want to make it around noon, that'd be fine with me. Because okay. I wouldn't mind just sitting there with somebody and being able to watch football. Because I don't like watching alone, but um, and I can't go to a bar right now and watch because well, bars are closed. So anyway, yeah, there you go. Yeah, we'll figure it out. And I got all the chairs plugged in; they're all working good. So we got eight comfy chairs, uh, a ninth semi-comfy chair, a tenth rocking chair. And outside of those 10 chairs, then we just have regular chairs. Nice. It'll be good. Plenty of room. Yep. So, okay. Okay. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to show number 149 of Elite Participation. Um, Remember, listen to us on your favorite podcatcher, anything. If it's out there, we're probably on it. Remember, send us suggestions, comments, questions, heinertailgatergmail.com. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook. And Beach, it's finally a Beaver game week. Are you excited? Dude, like I said, having trouble walking, you know, you get a pitch in a tent all week. Completely agree. <laughs> so with this week, this week, we get a great big go Beaves.
Yeah, I think so. And you got a song? I do. I do. I miss Gooch when he was a kid. I know. I like some of those things. I was telling him about just some of the things that would make me laugh when he was a little kid. I used to love that. I do. Or socks on. Yeah. <laughs> I like beer.